Boston Metaphysical Society, a steampunk supernatural series following a team of paranormal detectives who battle supernatural forces in late 1800s Boston. They are Samuel Hunter, an ex-Pinkerton detective, Caitlin O'Sullivan, a medium and spirit photographer, and Granville T. Woods, a genius scientist. All audio stories take place during the time of the original six-issue graphic novel miniseries and are standalone. Welcome to episode four of The Ghost Ship. told Samuel and Granville that Jimmy admitted to visiting Lizzie, Charles Emerson's granddaughter, but it was to warn her, not kidnap her. Unfortunately, the news that awaited Caitlin when she returned to the office was dire indeed. The grandchildren of both House Gray and House Bartlett had disappeared without a trace. Longshoreman, put the load of metal filament in that corner, please. I. Yes, thank you. Did everything you ordered arrive? Yes. The last of the filament arrived, and it looks like a few of the men are interested in learning how to weld. Hopefully, it won't take too long to get them up to speed. We need that netting sooner rather than later. I agree. Do you think you can get Mr. Emerson to hold off on blowing up the ship? If the electromagnetic netting works in eradicating the spirits, it will be safer for everyone, and there will be less risk of destroying the wharf. Once he figures out how he can blow it up, nothing will stop him. Where's Mrs. Sullivan? I thought she'd be back from the library by now. Give the young lady some time. She's been back twice already today. We'll be right here. Anything? No. No, by the time I got back to the library, Jimmy be long gone and no one knows where he lives. I was afraid of that. There be any news about the missing children? None that the constabulary has decided to share with us. I'm afraid we're on our own. Which I prefer, anyway. Those poor bairns. They be so frightened. I hate to think they made it onto the ship. Not likely. It's too heavily guarded now. Oh, there be another thing I didn't get a chance to tell you in all the commotion. What is it? Jimmy be a medium, like me, and a powerful one. Those headaches I was having, he's the one causing them. Hmm. I think it'd be a way to stop me from knowing his secret. That definitely puts a new wrinkle in all of this, especially if he's descended from one of the spirits on that ship. Hmm. What do you think, Mrs. Sullivan? There be something about that ship Jimmy isn't telling. I can feel it in me bones. We need to find him before the police do. How would we? He probably looks like most Southsiders. Lizzie described the boy who visited her to the police, and they came up with this drawing. Um, ah. Mrs. Sullivan, does this drawing look like him? 
Aye, that'd be Jimmy. This might be coincidental, but all this started the day the new library opened. Now that I think about it, you're correct. Do you think there's a connection? I don't know. But we need to rule it out. Which means, Mrs. Sullivan, I want you to finish developing the rest of your photos from the library. Oi, I can do that. Granville, keep working on that netting and get whatever help you need. What are you going to do? Visit the Harbor Master. See if he has any information on 60-year-old missing ships. This hasn't changed since I was a kid. <laughs> no, except for the broken step, weather-beaten wood, and cracks in the windows. Hello? Anyone here? Open! Harbor Master Peterson? Who else would be in this rickety old place not fit for man or beast? I'm... I know who you are, Mr. Hunter. Oh. Have we met? I knew your folks. Good people. And I remember when you were a little tyke, always getting underfoot. Pain in the ass you were. Mm -hmm. You broke three of my late wife's flower pots. <laughs> yeah, I have a vague recollection. Are you going to stand in the doorway or come in? I assume you hear about that devil of a ship on Emerson Wharf. Yes, sir. Uh, that ship has been nothing but trouble. I've had to reroute ships to different docks, get them offloaded and out of there. And now I have ships anchored in the bay, clogging up shipping lanes. You've heard about the deaths. Of course I have, but I can't do anything about it. Isn't that your job? That's why I'm here. <laughs> Fine. Have a seat. Do you have any manifests that go back to 1840 or before? Seriously? I have to ask. I might as well sit, as I can already tell this is going to be a conversation I really don't want to have. Ugh, that's better. The answer to your question is no. The ship owners retain possession of those documents. Hmm. Have you checked with Houses Gray, Bartlett, and Emerson? They own all the ships and cargo that dock here. Yes, but they've not been forthcoming. <laughs> uh, not surprised. Great houses like to keep their secrets. But you'd know that, being married into one. Not anymore. My condolences. <clears throat> I understand you're retiring soon. Over 30 years on the job. It's time a younger man took over. It might have been you if your folks hadn't sent you away for schooling. But they did. Wise choice. Are we done? I've got work that I don't want to do. You know, I remember you like to tell us pain-in-the-ass children tall tales of ships lost at sea. And that's exactly what they were. Tall tales. Refresh my memory of one. Especially if it includes ships lost before the house wars. I'd think you'd have something better to do, but... All right. <sighs> before 1840, huh? You know, I did go and take a look at that ghost ship of yours. It's a clipper. Yes, I know. Those have been in commission for quite a while. Probably a few lost at sea no one ever heard of. Uh, you and I both know that the Great Houses have records of every ship they commissioned. And those they lost. Then why ask me? I'd like a peaceful retirement. What's the story? How old was that boy who died? Six. Damn. I do remember one tale my grandpappy would whisper to us when my pa wasn't around. He figured he could scare us to sleep. 
It didn't work too well. What was it about? Well, the gist of it was that some great injustice had been done to the kin of a crew of a particular ship. But the crew was cursed, and until that curse was lifted, they would spend eternity sailing the high seas, dreaming of vengeance. Did he say anything more specific? Nah. He was a crazy old man who'd lost his mind. What about the name of the ship? Did he ever mention it? No. Wait. Yes, he did. It was called The Flying Fish. While Samuel finishes his business with the Harbor Master, Caitlin has been busy developing the rest of the photos from the opening of the Boston Public Library. Ugh, no. Where is that bloomin' journal Mr. Woods gave me? <laughs> I always be losing it. Ah... Uh. There it is. Right. Two pinches of sea salt. There. That should make Mr. Woods happy. Now let's see if any spirits be hiding in this fine new library. Hmm. No. Why there'd be any in a brand new building is a puzzle. Oh. Oh my. Uh, uh Mr. Woods! Mr. Woods! Are you finished? I. What have you found? Look. Look, there be spirits at the library. Let me get a closer look. How odd. I can make out some of the clothing, and by the look of that fiddler cap and those tidy but plain bonnets, these people died in the 1830s or thereabouts. There be an awful lot of them. Yes which means something dark and terrible happened here. Do you know what used to be there? I've only known it as an empty parcel of land. Me as well. I'll have to do some research. I must be off. You let Mr. Hunter know what we found. Of course. Safe walk home, Miss O'Sullivan. Aye. We all hope for that nowadays. Oh. oh, there'll be a chill about. Best I hurry home. Oh. oh, I forgot to write down how long the spirit images stayed visible in the photo. Hope Mr. Woods won't be too upset. Wait. There'll be something or someone here. Not a spirit. Something else. Hello, Caitlin. Jimmy! What you be doing here? Were you following me? My... I'm sorry if I scared you. I've been waiting for an hour or so down by the wharf. You could have just come in. I don't trust them. But you trust me, don't you? I. <laughs> then you can trust Mr. Woods and Mr. Hunter. Mm, not with this. What he be going on about? I need you to come with me. And why would I be gallivanting off with a young man without an escort? Because I know where the missing children are. 
Caitlin returns home to the south side where Jimmy waits a block away. She stays home long enough to appease her mother before making up the excuse of having to return to work to pick up some mending she forgot. She meets up with Jimmy only to have him lead her into an even more rundown part of the heavily Irish neighborhood. But her goodwill only goes so far before suspicion sets in. That be far enough, Jimmy McLaren. Tell me where the children are, or I'm not going another step. It's just around the corner. And what be in that bag you be carrying? Not something to stab me with, I hope. No, it's food, I swear. Look. Hmm. Well, you could have told me. I'd have even helped you carry it. That wouldn't be right. You being a lady, you know. Oh, you and Mr. Woods are a pair. He acts like I be a lady from the great house. Then I like him already. <laughs> Come on, it's not far. Down there. You've got those children stuffed into a basement. Shh! I... It'd be clean. Mm. Now come on, before folks get suspicious. Now, where be that lantern? Mm. Uh, let me light it first. Wouldn't want you to trip. Mm. There. That's better. Follow me. You better not have left those children in the dark all this time. Don't be daft. I'd never do such a thing. Then what have you done with them? I couldn't afford a place to stay, so a friend of my brother's said I could live down here for a bit. Is that water I hear in the walls? Aye. There be pipes all around us. Above, below, everywhere. Well, no wonder no one lives here. Those be sewer pipes. I don't rightly care. It'd be safe here for me and the children. Uh, here we are. Hmm. Be quiet. They're probably asleep. Oh, look at the tree of them. Sleeping like little angels. This be a cozy place. Plenty of blankets and pillows. Where'd you get this little stove? Ladies on the wharf. They said the harbor master was retiring and throwing all this away. They took a liking to me when I told them I had a little brother and two sisters to take care of on my own. Well, you lied to them. What was I supposed to do? I had children to look after. How about not kidnapping them in the first place? You're getting chilled. Come over by the stove. Take you, that's better. But it still doesn't explain why you took those children. I first came to Boston thinking I might find Ken like me. You know, mediums. It was pure luck that I found the cleaning job at the library. But then the strangest thing happened. What? There be spirits all over that place. So many. And at first I couldn't get them to stop yammering at me unless I was down in the basement. Why? We just discovered them. It'd be surprising that they never reached out to me while I was there. I stopped them. What? How? After a bit, I learned how to block them from me and then from you by pretending that I was building a brick wall in my head. 
Each brick shut them out bit by bit. I think that's why you had the headaches. Sorry. <laughs> Don't be. The last thing I need is more spirits knocking around in my head. And then the ghost ship came. The call of those poor souls. One in particular was so great I passed out the first time I heard it. Almost lost my job. They thought I was sleeping. So, there is a connection between you and the ship. Mr. Woods and I saw a spirit in one of my photos who looked a lot like you. It's possible I had kin on that ship, but no idea who it might be. But why take the children? I heard the ship call to the first boy who died, but I had no idea what was going to happen, I swear. I believe you, Jimmy. Somehow, I knew they'd call Lizzie next, so I snuck into her house and warned her. You, you just snuck into a great house like it was your own? I distracted them. How in the devil did you do that? I'd rather not say. Fine, go on. I knew I had to do something, so I found this place. I can't hear the spirits in here, so I thought the children wouldn't either. To protect them. I understand. <sighs> Jimmy McLaren, you'd be good at heart, but that was an awful stupid thing to do. I... and I know I can't keep them forever. No, you can't. Can you help? First, I need to go home before Mima gets suspicious, and you need to feed those children and get some sleep. Then what? I think it's time you met Mr. Hunter and Mr. Woods. Caitlin leaves Jimmy for the night, but makes him promise to talk to Samuel and Granville. By the next day, word has gotten out that the grandchildren of houses Bartlett and Gray are missing. Boston is in turmoil as people hide their children, fearing they will be next. Samuel is firmly convinced that Charles Emerson is hiding something from him and returns to House Emerson to confront him. Mr. Hunter, Mr. Emerson is not taking visitors. Get out of my way. I really must insist- Emerson! Emerson, open this door! Sir, if you do not leave, I will have to call the police. Call them. Emerson! About time. I'm so sorry, Mr. Emerson. That'll be all, George. Sir. Come in or leave, Hunter. I assume all this urgency means you have important information to share. You've known all along what ship that was, haven't you? Whether I do or not is irrelevant. It's up on your wall. The flying fish. Are you going to destroy it or not? We're working on neutralizing the spirits. Without more information, we have no idea what will happen if we destroy the ship without achieving that goal. You already saw what failure looks like. People end up injured or dead. You disgust me. Three children have gone missing, and you stand there making excuses. We don't even know if the missing children and the ship are connected. <laughs> Wait. You know they are, don't you? Go back to your Southsiders and ratbag clients and let the professionals handle it. Leaving me in ignorance is going to get more people killed. Tell me 
about that ship. My grandson is dead. My granddaughter lured out by that boy for God knows what. <laughs> and you want me to entertain you with ship lore? No wonder your father-in-law won't speak to you anymore. You're mad. There are spirits on that ship, and they refuse to communicate with Mrs. Sullivan. Please, help me understand what's going on so we can stop it. I don't trust you, Hunter. Your loyalties are too divided. So, in the best interest of House Emerson and the other great Boston <laughs> houses, I've contacted someone else to handle it. Who? Come in. You can see yourself out, Hunter. This came for you, Mr. Emerson, from the police captain. Thank you, George. This isn't the end of it, Emerson. Wait. Apparently, a Southside woman spotted the boy who broke into my house. I'm sure you'll recognize the wanted poster the police have distributed. Yes, I've seen it. She also saw a young woman with him and was kind enough to give the police sketch artist a description. Red hair, dressed a tad neater than your average Southsider. He sent along a sketch of her as well. Do you recognize her? No. I've never met that Irish medium you have working for you, but I bet she looks a lot like this. Half the Irish girls on the South Side are related. You and I can't tell them apart sometimes. Make up whatever excuses you like. But if I find out she's involved in the kidnapping of Great House children, I'll make sure she's cleaning the toilets at Framingham Prison for the rest of her life. And I will confiscate everything you and that so-called scientist of yours possess. Neither of you will ever work again. Am I clear, Mr. Hunter? Very clear, Mr. Emerson. Fearing the worst, Samuel leaves House Emerson and returns to the office as quickly as possible in the hope Caitlin is safely hidden away in her darkroom. The image of the flyer bears a strong resemblance to her, and he knows she may have been in contact with Jimmy, making her a suspect. After informing Granville of the news, both men realize it will only be a matter of time before the police do a sweep of the South Side and pick up every young woman who vaguely resembles the talented medium until they eventually find and arrest her. Stop pacing. It won't help. Where is she? It's not like her to be late. I know, but one of these days her mother is going to catch on, and we'll never see her again. They're posting bulletins with her picture on it all over town, right now. She could be anywhere. All we can do is wait. Who do you know that Emerson would hire to destroy the ship? Why do you ask? He mentioned he had already brought in another scientist to handle it. There's a few that come to mind, but most wouldn't sully their hands with something like this, except for... What the devil?
Mr. Hunter! Mr. Hunter! Come quick! What's wrong? It be Miss O'Sullivan! There be a mob set to lynch her! What? what? Release her at once! You'd be no policeman to tell us what to do. Mr. Hunter, help me, please! I said release her. We'll take her to the police. No, you won't. I know the girl works for you. Move aside. I order everyone to move aside. Captain, order these people to release Mrs. Sullivan at once. I don't take orders from you, Hunter. Especially since she looks exactly like the suspect we've been searching for. Please, Captain. I'm sure there's a logical explanation for all of this. Yes. The most likely one is that she's knee-deep involved in this whole mess. She's innocent. Save it, Hunter. Ma'am, release the girl at once. And why would I be doing that? Because I'm arresting her for kidnapping and possible murder. No! No, wait, sir! No, wait! Sir, Captain, don't you dare! Don't cross me on this, Hunter, or it won't go well for the girl. Mr. Hunter! Mr. Woods! Come along, girl. I assure you, this is a mistake, sir. You know where to find her. We'll get you out, Mrs. Sullivan. I promise. End of Episode 4. Stay tuned for Episode 5 of The Ghost Ship. Thank you for listening to Boston Metaphysical Society The Ghost Ship. This production was created, written, and produced by Madeline Holly Rosing. Script editor, Eddie Louise. Composer, director, and audio engineer, Chip Michael. Executive producers, Madeline Holly Rosing and Michael Hemrick. Our cast, Samuel Hunter, played by Ryan Philbrook. Caitlin O'Sullivan, played by Emily C.A. Snyder. Granville T. Woods, played by Martin Davis. Charles Emerson, played by Boyd Barrett. Jimmy McLaren, played by Ryan Hoyle. Thomas Edison, played by H.B. Gibson. Harbormaster, played by Rob Davis. Eddie O'Rourke, played by David Tilstra. Police Captain, played by Odd Andrews. Longshoreman, played by Ryan Hoyle. Lizzie, played by Bennett Cousins. Policeman, footman, jailer, and sergeant, played by Alex Ross. Nanny and Angry Woman, played by Fiona Thrale. Messenger, played by Tal Manier. Narrated by Kirsten Udowitz. I am Chip Michael, your announcer. Thank you again for listening. Please look for future seasons of Boston Metaphysical Society on Kickstarter and streaming platforms. Boston Metaphysical Society is a registered trademark of Madeline Holly Rosing and is operated under Queen of Mercia, LLC.